Good afternoon. This is H.T. Webster, and this is episode nine of my podcast, Shared Consequences. Um, Last episode, uh, we talked a little bit about um, how sexual predators find um, the, you know, weak spots in children and what happened, I believe anyway, what happened when I told my principal about what happened in the isolated incident with my uncle. Uh, I'll pause for a minute. Any new listeners, if you're listening, um, I suggest you go back and listen from um, to the episodes from the beginning so you can go ahead and follow along on the path we're on. So <clears throat> today I want to talk a little bit about um, how these criminals, you know, do the things that they do. So, as I said prior, you know, my head's definitely in the lion's mouth at this time, and I, and I have no idea. Um, let's talk about uh, some some current things. So we have uh, Larry Nasser, uh, the doctor for the USA Olympic gymnastic team. Jerry Sandusky, one of the best coaches to come out of Penn State for years. Um, and of course, Jeffrey Epstein, um, countless priests that have come to light since the Child Victims Act was signed uh, into law, countless priests, and um, some, you know, less popular people also, like um, the victim, uh, Kristen Lewis Cunan, who fell victim to her um, swim coach for years um, to sexual abuse. So we have a principal, a millionaire, a teacher, a priest, a coach. But what I've come to understand and, and what my opinion is, um, is that this principal, this priest, this millionaire, this coach, this teacher, um, they, this doctor, <clears throat> they are you know, in their professions. So I guess what I'm trying to, to blurt out here, and again, forgive me, you know, when I stumble because I'm, I'm doing all this um, on the fly here. And sometimes as I'm digging up memories, it's, it's hard to form my words. But so you don't have a, a, a principal that's a pedophile. You don't have an Olympic doctor that's a pedophile. You don't have a coach that's a pedophile. You don't have a millionaire that's a pedophile. You have a pedophile that's a principal. You have a pedophile that happens to be a doctor, a pedophile that happens to be a coach, and a pedophile that happens to be a millionaire. Because first and foremost, they are going to feed their addiction, for lack of a better word. So they, you know, go to schooling and training and years of college and testing to succeed in their careers but for the sole purpose the number one purpose not only do they have to live and pay bills i understand that but the 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 first goal for all of these people is to place themselves in a situation of opportunity with children period that's always 
first and foremost on their list. That is how they navigate the world. Hard stop. Period. Their professions are all secondary. <clears throat> so, my opinion, but but that being said, um, now, you know, I'm in in this situation in my life and um i can honestly tell you that now i won't i have no hard fast moment where this transition from father figure to sexual abuse because that's how good they are so i can't say okay on you know february 14th of you know 1988 this happened no that's memory or memories good or, or excuse me <clears throat> memories that are retrievable or not retrievable that hard fast stop doesn't happen it's it's a transition that that the child has no idea is taking place and what that does to a, to a child in their you know pre pubescent years or coming into their own sexuality at age, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever. That is, you know, that's an assault on their instinct. And I know I've talked a little bit about this before also, but it's important to, for me to try to explain to you that <clears throat> we still have to navigate the rest of our lives. Okay. But we're in a growth period where all those experiences are going to leave a reptilian stamp, you know, on our brain. So my first sexual experience is with a man um, at the age of 13 is with a man, you know, in his early to mid 50s. That leaves a reptilian stamp on your brain because that's your first experience. So now you have to go through the world and you're missing a very a very key um, part of humanity that is God-given, which is instinct. Because what they do is that when, you know, say, Say you, you're going to get on a plane and you're ready to go on vacation, but then you get that feeling in your gut that like you shouldn't go. And this is a little dramatic, I know, but, and then, so you decide not to go on the plane crashes. That's, that's your gut. That's your instinct. Or you're going to get in a car and you just have that bad feeling. That's your gut. That's your instinct. Or you're going to walk down a dark alley and you stop and turn around. That's your gut, that's your instinct. Well, these people, when they commit these crimes against children, they snuff out that instinct. So my sixth sense is snuffed out, not with the high school principal, but now with every single person I encounter the rest of my life, that it's just gone. And to rob a child of natural instinct is a crime for which there is no reparation. None. None. And we don't ever get it back. We have to now learn 
through therapy, <clears throat> years of therapy, um, if we choose to, a whole to to a whole other set of skills to make up for the absence of that instinct that was taken from us. It just it never resurfaces. It never comes back to us. And that crime in itself is um, it, it just isolate that crime, take the sexual abuse out of it, and that's unforgivable. But so now this is how myself and many other children in this school um, that I'm going to talk to you about at some point, that's how now we have to go through the rest of our lives. And the chaos that that creates for us and the people around us is almost indescribable. So... I guess I just want this episode, I want you to take away an understanding that now we are all missing a, a piece. These children are, are all missing a piece. All the children that Larry Nasser abused are missing a piece. The people that Jerry Sandusky, the children that he abused are missing a piece. And not only us as the victims, but the parents. Because when the transition occurred, they didn't have any idea what was happening either. These are tr- these people put themselves in positions in the community to be trusted, to look, to be looked up um, to. Um, you know, they're very active. They're very confident. They're a very um, wise, and th- and they have to be in order to maintain the lifestyle that that they're trying uh, to maintain as a sexual predator. So they have to not just fool the children, but they have to fool everyone around the children, the people responsible for the children, the parents that are entrusting these children to be with these people in a, in a closed room or in a car or at a basketball game or on the table after gymnastics injury. So that's... <clears throat> Those, there's so many crimes involved, I guess, is what I'm trying to explain in, in childhood sexual abuse, not only to the victims, but to everybody around them. Because now, you know, once everything comes to light, your parents don't want to let you out of their sight, naturally. And you know, now you can't forge healthy relationships with other people because you have no idea what their intentions are. And that gut feeling that um, God gave you somebody has taken and that's a tragedy all by itself um that's all i really wanted to get out for for today so thanks for listening as always and we'll talk soon